broadcasting live from TOFUTV.ca. This one's for you. Canadian content creators under attack. A brewing theory behind the orchestration of the convoy itself. A far-left terrorist attack. Goans underreported shadowy funding fuels a mainstream media misinformation campaign and truckers laugh in the face of danger while showing the world what Canada's made of. Evil forces collude on revenge, all in a town not so far away. The honk wars have begun. This one's for you. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see. live from tofutv.ca my name is pete and this one's for you thanks for joining me thanks for returning i know i took a little break but we're back we are back the honk wars have begun (laughs) i hope you enjoyed that intro there i really worked hard on that all right so the way this show works It's all for you, okay? You can call in. You could let me know what's on your mind. I have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, The way you can get in contact with the show is there's a few ways. First, we have the telephone number. I'll throw it up right now so you could uh, get in contact if you want to jot that down. 705-482-5609. But we're not really doing that just yet. I got a lot to get through before we really start conversing back and forth. The other thing I wanted to let you know about before we uh, get going on that the discord and you can find that at the bottom of the page at tofutv.ca right there that icon there will give you a little invite and take you to the discord all right so that's what you need to know what happened to me where was i well let me tell you all about that
Well, I reserve the right to kind of keep most of it to myself. The truth is I needed a break. You know, I just kind of had to chill out for a bit. I was getting stressed out. I was veering into black pill depression. So I ended up getting in an argument with a good friend. And I just said, you know what? That's my, that's my threshold. I need to back off. I'm too busy. I'm not getting paid. I'm taking a break. So I just shut everything down and I took a break. And I had fun, t like, doing it. Took naps. You know, I played some video games. And it was alright, you know? I haven't done that type of stuff in a long time. <laughs> Just had some me time. And it was weird because, like, in that period of time, I decompressed, and then I decided to put something on the Twitter to say that I'm just taking a break and I'll be back eventually. I said I was taking an indefinite hiatus. What happened next was pretty funny. Here's a thread that was written up about me. I guess it was really fast, or it means they had this pre-written for when I fucked up. It's by uh, Karmaya or Karima. It could be Felicia for all I care. Uh, but and I actually have a friend named Felicia, so if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, what I'm getting at is this thread here. Uh, the second I put up my, uh, my little post saying I'm taking a little hiatus, an indefinite hiatus, she jumped on my dead corpse. Not sure why Tofu TV is on an indefinite hiatus, but to commemorate, to commemorate this guy's stress, I'm gonna jump on him and pick on him. Yeah, okay, okay. Either way, it's a long thread that really went nowhere. She has over 20,000, uh... Yeah, over 20,000 followers, and she got seven likes, so see how much people care, honestly. And it's weird, because in the long run, it kind of proved my point in the first place. The only reason why that woman knows about me is because, like, I was covering her coverage in comparison to Amer uh, Amazing Polly's coverage, and uh, I was just showing how hers was... was Given all a heartless vibe, and Amazing Polly's was like really heartfelt. So I gave her a vibe, uh, vibe check, and it got to her, obviously. She took all those clips. She held on to them for five weeks until I showed a little bit of weakness. <laughs> and she just like, get them! Get them now! Get them! <laughs> Anyways, let's get past that. All right, that's it. That's all I'm going to talk about her. Um... Uh, Past that, uh, something else happened. Uh, yeah, when I got off air the last time I did a show, YouTube took the show down right away. They did it, like, really, really quick. So what I want to ask you to do is, on my website, I have all the links you need to follow more than, more than one platform. So... It could be YouTube and Twitch, YouTube and DLive, but I also have a new platform that I want to tell you about. It's called Pilled, uh, foxhole at pilled.net. I'll show you the platform. It's, it's quite, the, quite the platform, okay? It was set up by the guys who got kicked off of Twitter and YouTube during the whole uh, QAnon phase of life <laughs> uh and they've they've really hooked me up they've really hooked me up they gave me a channel there so no matter what happens you can always find me at one of those channels and the best way to get to them is through the website tofutv.ca 
All right. And the reason why I'm doing this is because we need an alternative talk show because there is too much going on that the mainstream media refuses to cover this. Apparently, there is a band of ruffians sieging our capital. At least, that's what they're going to tell you. You may have heard of this story this past week. Let it load up. Uh, Shepherds of Good Hope. It's... uh. I guess like a soup kitchen or something like that in Ottawa. Friends, it's been a difficult 24 hours. Staff harassed for meals. A service user and security guard assaulted. Through it all, you have donated and filled our hearts with gratitude. Every cent will support people experiencing homelessness. Thank you. See our statement. Okay, so basically they insinuated that there was a bunch of the trucker protesters going in there and... Uh, roughing them up for food, demanding food and all that. It couldn't have been further from the truth from what we found out later. Um, here's the official article. And I want to point out what the official article says verbatim first. Officers in the area did respond to disturbances, but at no point were there any assaults reported. Okay, that's important. That's important. Reports are important. We learned that during the whole rape culture phase of life. Anyways, this lady here, Hannah Bananas on Twitter. She is on fire lately. I'm, I'm in contact with her. I'm trying not to bug her because she is really busy, but I want to get her on the show soon because she is exposing Trudeau for his ties to China and all the deep state stuff. But... She also does threads like this, where she notes that that Shepherds of Good Hope uh, organization gets a lot of their money from the Liberal Party. Okay, the CEO of Shepherds of Good Hope outlined plans for new housing units alongside Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as he launched the second round of Rapid Housing Initiative. This is the shelter he claims protesters stole food from. He seems to have deep ties with this organization. Uh, here's, a, here's a tweet showing them doing some, uh, some work together, some, some government initiatives together. And uh, then a next tweet showing the Shepherds of Good Hope uh, thanking them for the Trudeau Veneer Scholarship funding, uh, the next Governor General's medal. Uh, yeah, so they, they're very tied. And Andy Lee, Hannah Bananas, not the only person noticing. Here's uh, Rupa, I can't say her last name, but she noticed as well that there was no, there was no report on the, whole, on the whole thing. So continuing on Andy Lee, Hannah Bananas thread here. Shepherds of Good Hope announces $3.65 million in federal funding in 2019. There is a history here. I'm not saying they aren't doing good work, but they are obviously beholden to the liberal federal government. When you look up the page listing Shepherds of Good Hope's financial partners, the link is broken. And although the organization claims 81% of their funds are donated to the cause, she doesn't see it. And the tweet that she quoted was uh, removed. So, or the 
the person decided to block their own account so that nobody can see it. It's a very tense time. People don't want to get harassed these days. But either way, the city of Ottawa announced Friday it was handling, handing out $3 million, million uh, from a relief fund for uh, relief fund paid by upper levels of government aimed at preventing outbreaks in group living. The largest sum will go to the Shepherds of Good Hope. Shepherds of Good Hope plan to build a building for the homeless that would include supportive housing, a soup kitchen, and drop-in center. The development was funded by 10.3 million rapid housing initiative grant by the federal government. Nothing was reported to police, like we mentioned earlier in that uh, in that article. So it was a serious incident. That was said to have occurred, and that's what Trudeau said to all the, the media outlets, and they ran with it. Boy, have they ever been running with things these days. Just going with them. Just taking off with them. And for everyone coming down on Hannah here, asking why she hates the homeless, she doesn't. She's actually uh, recommended in the past, and I'll show to give her some cred. She's recommended in the past to uh, donate to them because she was empathetic at first as well, as we all are, which is something that I want to touch on tonight, that how our empathy is being used against us. That is uh, something that we're going to get into. We're going to get into search engine manipulation effect a little later on. This is a jam-packed night, so I, I don't want to... Uh, to overdo these subjects. I want to make sure that, that we can get to the, get to the, the meat and potatoes in good time. Uh, like I said, though, a lot of stuff has happened since we last spoke, mainly the convoy, but also things that took place within the context of that event. Uh, Joe Rogan is taking the heat lately. It's, it's a really interesting situation, and it's actually connected to the convoy itself as well. Also, the media is not reporting that it was an Antifa clown who ran over three people in Winnipeg the other day. They're not saying anything about it. So I'm going to explain that to you and give you all the details next. This one's for you. We'll always try to be the show for you. But if you require a trigger warning, then this show is definitely not for you. Be gone! You can direct all your complaints to the complaint department directly around the corner and up your fucking ass. This one's for you. Finally, a show for you. Hundreds of truckers continue to roll east, and with more joining the movement with each passing city, feelings towards vaccine mandates have heightened. I advocate civil war. If people don't want to stand up, we've got guns, we'll stand up and we'll bring them out.
We're back. I did a little bit of uh, audio work, and it seems to have messed up my uh, my situation. So there we go. We're back. It's all right. <laughs> TofuTV.ca. That's where you can find all the links. If you want to follow up on anything that I'm talking about, I post the show notes in Telegram as well as Discord. Okay? And uh, in the Discord, I'll go there right now. You can chat to me. I, uh... There we go. So, here's the show notes all set up for you. All the links, everything that we're talking about right there. It's all there so you can follow up. I want to thank En Route. He's out in Arizona, listening in Arizona. That's really cool, man. Thank you. He's on D Live. Everybody listening, I want to thank you uh, for for tuning in. We've got quite a few people tuning in, so gracias. <laughs> cool. All right, back into it. Why don't we? Those truckers, man. Wow. They're clever. They're clever. I like their attitude. I like their attitude. We got to hand it to them. All right. Check this out. They were told if they were hanging around with, uh, they were caught with jerry cans. If they were caught with jerry cans, they're gonna get arrested. So what did they do? <laughs> Everybody walked out with a jerry can. God bless them. There he is, right there. Got gas? Got gas? I'll tell ya. I had some KFC last night. Had gas. Don't know if you needed to know that. But that's my way of standing in solidarity. Having gas. Terrible joke. Okay, carrying on. Uh, regardless of how this turns out in the end, God bless these guys. Their hearts are in the right place. This happened in Winnipeg, and I gotta give a gore warning. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, do I have the... I don't have the link, actually. What did I do with the link? Hmm. You know what? We'll skip by the link. We don't need to show you three people getting run over at a protest. That's what happened. Three people got run over at a protest, and the media was mum about it. They didn't say anything about it. They, they barely even reported it. And uh, then past that, we found out that these uh, the person who, who did, the, did the ramming, it was uh, Antifa. And that was pretty much covered up. So this was posted on freecanada.win. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Big Mac. He's the one that posted it and brought it to our attention. Uh, and he credits Greg Arcade, who is an awesome musician. You can find his stuff on, uh, on YouTube. And he's all over Telegram. 
Uh, I really like his his music, actually. It's really good stuff. So I definitely recommend you check out Greg Arcade. So here we go. This is what Big Mac posted under the headline, Important Update on the Manitoba Hit and Run. Winnipeg, Manitoba, 10.45 a.m. local time. Suspect arrested in hit and run, David Alexander Zegarak. I knew this individual from some time ago. Dave Zegarak was an active member of Antifa and other hate-related organizations. He had organized many events for these organizations. He played in a band, The Brat Attack, and uh, several others as well. All these projects were member of far-left extremist organizations. Let me repeat that again. A member who strongly believed in the values which are held by far-left extremist organizations attacked peaceful protesters in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada on February 4th with a vehicle. Is that this time, this is Big Mac saying this, that, uh, or no, I guess it's Barbara Kay saying this. Uh, that they're asking all Canadian law enforcement to begin investigating far-left organizations, which, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> like, they really should be. I wonder if they are. I bet you they are, but they're just kind of letting them go because they're such useful, like, moles, basically. Like, they're out there doxing people for the authorities, basically, right? So I, I have a feeling that a lot, a lot of the stuff that is being allowed to happen is just because it's it's doing work for the cops, right? So uh, Big Mac posted these. Now, I don't know if this is Big Mac or Greg Arcade talking, but I want to, uh, I definitely want to play these clips because he puts it in much better context. So first off, he has pedophilia charges from what i recall hearing that he was actually arrested for it and charged and all that so he is a pedophile he is a very very open member of antifa and anything like it so this is absolutely as posted in that vm talking to my buddy a terrorist attack by far left extremists on peaceful protesters by antifa and all related organizations who are creating the narrative including the canadian media justin trudeau and Canadian Anti-Hate Network. This guy operated several events. Uh, several events. He always had some event going on for like Smash the Fash, Anti-Fascist. He sold tons of Antifa gear at his shows. Um, he's a sketchy fucking dude. 100% sketchy fucking dude. He's constantly known for like... He has several rapes. I believe he was charged with, uh, I don't know if convictions or anything happened, but that really did happen. He had to run from Winnipeg for a while. The fact that he was back in Headingley for a while was pretty fucked up. One thing that I want to point out as well, I'll do in the next thing. Absolutely 100% the Winnipeg mainstream media withheld this story because the people who are working there are, there is in every single uh, network, there is somebody who is affiliated to the, to the far left punk rock scene. There really was only one punk rock scene to start and everybody just put up with the leftism in it. Like even that's how they program kids. And so anyway, these kids grow up and then they end up in these organizations. Every single one of these people in these organizations knew that this guy's an Antifa and they withheld this information from the public. 
because they know exactly what it means. Additionally, I believe he does have direct ties to Canadian Anti-Hate Network. I'm fairly certain he is in communication with them. I cannot verify this, though, but this is something for us for to internally investigate. Additionally to it, he does have connections to anti-fascist kids in the city, I'm fairly certain, such as, like, Carson Mouth, who is part of that Perception Check band, and other bands such as this. A lot of people say that they ran him out because he's a rapist, but they still associate with him because he's an Antifa, right? So that's one thing they're going to try and get out in front of the story with saying that he was excommunicated from this. But it's fairly simple. You just say, it doesn't matter what you say. He was an Antifa. Um, there's, there is so much information about this dude. So I want to thank uh, Big Mac and Greg Arcade for that report. Like, I'm not a reporter. That was well put together. Thank you very much, Big Mac, and by extension, Greg Arcade. Thank you very, very much for letting us know about that. There are a few reporters that are like alternative reporters that are touching on this subject. One being Andy No. He is really big on the Antifa reporting, so uh, we'll check out his article really quick before moving on to the next thing we're talking about. Uh, oh, this is, yeah, okay, so here we go. There's the prick right there. Oh, no, you got to sign in to see that. But you can kind of see him there if you're watching live. You can kind of see him. He doesn't look like he showers too often. Uh, but here is a full write-up that is available for you in the show notes, uh, which are already posted. This is his music. Well, I'll just... It's like he's trying to... He's trying to do like... Uh, I guess I'm going to call it, it's like a, Attack from Above 1979, but it's terrible. Okay? So, just two seconds. Just... Yeah, okay. No, no ideological ties there at all. None at all. Okay. Back, back on track. Let's keep going. Uh, there's a lot of far-left groups behind... Things going on these days. A lot of collusion with the upper and lower levels of society. Uh, one way that we can kind of watch this happening is by uh, watching what's happening with Joe Rogan. Shadowy, far-left groups are behind the effort to silence Joe Rogan. If you didn't already realize this, this isn't organic at all. So this is from Jordan Satchel. He's a... a Substack reporter. I'm not sure where he where he started, but he's a cool guy. Uh, he works with this organization, the Dossier. Uh, shadowy far left groups are behind the effort to silence Joe Rogan. Evidence emerges that the Rockefeller Foundation and Media Matters are pulling the strings. Cancel culture has come for Joe Rogan. The Dossier continues to uncover proof of powerful institutional support for the campaign to silence the enormously popular podcaster. The campaign against Rogan began when a group of media described medical professionals, they are largely academics and left-wing activists, posing as medical professionals, laundered an expert petition in the media demanding that Spotify censor Joe Rogan experience. That's his podcast. The dossier, which is this publication here, uh, showed how very few individuals that signed that petition were in fact doctors. And if you uh, check out this 
If you check out this article in the show notes, uh, you'll see their article on how like barely any of them were doctors. So the petition and its media propagators drummed up enough outrage to get several washed up musicians to issue Spotify an ultimatum, us or them. And that's when Neil Young came out and said, hey, <laughs> it's me or Joe. <laughs> It's like, old man, get the fuck out of here. We've heard enough from you. <laughs> I've been holding on to that for a week, okay? <laughs> Let me have it. Uh, unsurprisingly, Spotify chose its star podcaster, but pledged to do more to combat misinformation. Uh, so recently it said it's hiring... Recently, it said it's hiring more fact checkers, more more chicks to go through my profile and see if I've sworn in a manner they don't appreciate. All right. In reporting that the vast majority of doctors behind the anti-Rogan letter were not, in fact, medical doctors, the dossier found, paradoxically, the disseminators of this petition are guilty of the very misinformation label that they've attached to Rogan. In fact, neither of the two reported co-authors of the letter, Jessica Riviera or Ben Rain, possess medical degrees. Riviera holds a master's degree and Rain is a Ph.D. academic who researches uh, psychiatry. Riviera is currently the science communication lead with the Pandemic Prevention Institute, a project of the far left Rockefeller Foundation. Uh, she was previously associated with the Atlantic's COVID-19 tracking project, a now defunct endeavor that was funded by Zuckerberg and the Rockefeller Foundation, among other far left institutions. Riviera was accused, who has accused Joe of spreading misinformation about mRNA shots, has spread plenty of misinformation about COVID herself, including the pseudoscientific claim that the vaccine-induced immunity is better than natural immunity. You can see that tweet there. And now Joe Rogan, uh, sorry, and now Rolling Stone, which got the scoop of the initial story on the group of medical experts who are trying to cancel Joe Rogan, has unveiled two additional co-authors of the latest report report more spectacle than substance spotify response to joe rogan controversy leaves researchers struggling in short the cancelers are not settling for spotify's newfound push to combat misinformation there's there's no amount of feminist social media managers by trade that spotify could hire to just placate these people in the piece, Rolling Stone provides more intel to readers on that petition that generated endless sensational headlines. Key additional players in disseminating the petition are supposed experts in the form of Dr. Katrine Wallace and a college student and TikToker named Abby Richards. Katrine Wallace, despite not being a medical doctor, goes by Dr. Cat. Rolling Stone, in its continuation of the campaign to silence Rogan, was happy to accommodate her request, violating AP journalistic standards in referring to Wallace as Dr. Katrine Wallace. Wallace holds a PhD in an epidemiology and is currently an adjunct assistant professor in Illinois. She has no 
background in vaccines or any relevant fields related to COVID. A brief overview of her published work finds it's largely involved in the urinary tract. <laughs> uh, per Google Scholar, she has spent the COVID years publishing academics Paper, academic papers almost exclusively about prostate cancer and ovarian cancer. Far from being a communicator of complete scientific truth, uh, Wallace has spread plenty of her own misinformation on, on mRNA vaccines. She has claimed that individuals have a 90% decreased risk in infection from the shots. She has also suggested that COVID injections prevent the infection entirely. And that those claims have been scientifically disproven. That's why we have boosters and on pum boosters upon boosters. So here she is further. Rolling Stone describes fellow campaigner Abby Richards as misinformation researcher who helped organize the effort to write the letter. However, they did not bother to mention Richards is a consultant with Media Matters, a notorious far left money, uh, dark money funded outfit that operates solely to attempt to silence their political opposition. Now, you can follow this link I did earlier, and it, it basically shows you right here. And this is the connection to uh, everything else we're talking about tonight. Media Matters was founded with $2 million in funding from wealthy progressives funneled through the Tides Foundation, Everybody out west, you know all about them. Uh, with additional funding from MoveOn.org and the New Democrat Network, the left-of-center donor group known as Democracy Alliance endorsed the group in 2004, resulting in a flooding of donations in 2010. George Soros gave the group $1 million. Uh, MM MMFA has also received substantial funding from labor unions, most notably National Education Association. So, you can tell where I'm going with this. The canceling of Joe Rogan is a Media Matters initiative. You could almost tell by the individuals who have piled on, including Barack Obama. Like, uh, the main point I want to take from this, though, is that these same people funding this are the people who orchestrated the social media side of the, the trucker convoy. Yep. Gets deeper. This is a thread here that shows you that the people who did the N-word, the people who did the N-word uh, video, like they're part of a super pack, right? Uh, I, I know I'm droning on with this uh, subject, and this is a very long thread, so I'm going to leave it I'm going to leave it in the show notes for you to take a look at. Uh, but this is basically somebody replying to Andrew Schultz, who's a good friend of Joe Rogan. Uh, and he's asking who's behind the attack on Rogan. And this guy, he found out who's behind the, the video, the N-word video. And it turns out it's a Democrat super PAC, right? Media's touch, which essentially gets connected back to Ellen DeGeneres and her uh, social media man manager, and we all, we're all well aware of who Ellen is connected to. All right. This is uh, the funny twist, in my opinion. Rumble decided to jump on the, 
This is what Rumble does. Everybody mistakes Rumble for alternative tech. They are capitalizing on the alternative tech market. <laughs> it's a little different, but uh, right away, what they did, uh, this was this morning, they said, hey, Joe Rogan, we are ready to fight alongside you. See the note from our CEO, and they, yeah, they offered him a channel and said, we'll give you $100 million over four years, which is, I mean, that's heartening. That's good that we have some people working for us, but... How much are they really working for us? Are they perhaps fomenting division? Are they, you know, are, are they just kind of, you know, we could keep this argument going, right? <laughs> so that's, that's another way to take a look at it. A question I wanted to ask you, though, is have you ever, exper ever experienced censorship? So there's the phone line, 705-482-5609. You're welcome to call me up. We could take a few calls before we go for our second break, and then we're going to come back and talk about people who are pretending to be on your side. That's what we're getting into next. We're not talking about Pierre Polyver. We're uh, getting into the controversial talking points that are behind the conspiratorial angle of the orchestration of the convoy. It is a big break that I, I spent a lot of time on, so join me. <laughs> I'm going to just do one thing really quick so I don't mess up the music again this time. There we go. All right, yeah, join me. Uh, if you want to call up, try and get that call in before the end of this break so I can get through the next break, uh, the next little segment with uh, without any distractions because it's going to be a pretty pretty heavy one all right this one's for you be back in two minutes this is for you the computer technology live on your favorite platform odyssey 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 d live live twitch twitch youtube the computer technology every monday 7 p.m eastern standard time this one's for you I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, but I hate you too. And I especially hate you. You'll pay. You'll all pay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe no, you learned to like it. Um, Alex Lindquist says, can I get a Sex happy birthday me. shout out to my buddy Nick Gurr? Nick Gurr, happy birthday. Oh, you motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I'm off. I'm, uh, I'm going to walk myself out. Oh. Uh, that's uh, not... Oh. <laughs> TV.ca. This one's for you. It's the show for you. We're broadcasting live every Monday 
foxhole at pill.net. Thank you to Methods. Thank you very much for my channel. I appreciate being there and I appreciate the safety net that you're providing to Canadian alternative media. Real alternative media, not that stuff that's funded by a barcode billionaire in California. I'll let you figure out what I mean by that on your own. 705-482-5609. If you want to call me up, that's the number. I am going to give you a couple seconds for that. Let the lag catch up. Got Tendies with Sauce. <laughs> Tendies with Sauce. He's out in uh, the Discord chatting away. Uh, yeah, he says that the, the Jeep, the Jeep that uh, did the attack... It was the worst of all Jeeps. It was a Jeep Patriot. Yeah. That's true. It was a Jeep Patriot. Not very patriotic, though. Not making jokes about that. Let's, uh, let's carry on real quick. So, like I said, if you want to get in contact with the show, you can use the, the Discord. That's a way that you could uh, use your... You can use your screen name... And uh, you don't have to give me your phone number that way. But literally all I am is just a dude doing it for free in his living room. So don't be worried. I won't dox ya. I won't dox ya. I did get a inside scoop about the guy who's going around doxing all the truckers with that uh, trucker traders or convoy traders. So I have the inside scoop on the guy who created that. And I'm just going to hold on to that for a week. And I am going to try and organize that break so I don't, uh, I don't legally screw myself in any way. But I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. I have all the information. By uh, It was done by somebody I, I trust. So I'm going to do it. Got to fight back, right? I've been fighting back using memes lately. If you uh, go to my Instagram page for the show, it's tofu.t.v on Instagram. And you'll just see, you'll see all the memes. I've been getting really good at GIMP. The Photoshop, the freeware Photoshop. So I've been getting really good at that. And uh, I'm just enjoying making some culture. Like Huddle Babes on Twitter always said. That's what got me back into this was... Uh, and I have to give a big shout out to Alex Cargyle. He's uh, of the Matrix Report. He's been holding it down in Ottawa. Giving some of the best reports. Like he's doing better than Rebel Media right now. He's doing better than TNC. The coverage that guy is giving us right now is awesome. And the best part about it is he's sleeping in his car. And giving us little like cover songs at night like i respect the guy i like him i like his vibe so thank you and thank you for all the support bud thank you very much all right this next piece is a little controversial there is a conspiracy theory brewing about the orchestration of this here convoy and i want to preface this i want to preface this by saying I support the truckers. I love them. They're my countrymen. These are the people who I worked with day in and day out when I was coming up doing labor jobs. I, I met them at the truck bays. I know this type of person, and I love them. They are the salt of the earth. 
okay? But it's important we go through this because there is a little bit going on. I got a caller. You know what? I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the caller before we do this. Caller, you're on the air. May I ask who's speaking? Yo, Pete, is this neat? This is Pete, man. What's going on? Who's this? Yo, it's uh, Beef Jerky. How are you? Not too bad. What's up, Beef Jerky? What do you got to say, man? just want to say this is the jerry can drive of hope. And this, this is the one. This is the big shot. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It is. It is. And that's, that's the, like, a big thing that I want to I wanna point out here is that like, what we have is a culturally defining moment. That's what I think we have is like, you know, it's hard to it's hard to kind of point to who the Canadian man is modernly without bringing up these concepts of consumerist ideals like hockey and Tim Hortons. But now we got something to point to. The Canadian man will stand in the street and protest for a week on end in minus 20 weather against all odds. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. It really it's is. a wonderful thing. It, it really is. And uh, it, it seems that uh, Sarstock is back in Ottawa. And yeah, yeah, man. You know, I was unity uh, is here. I was I was 14 years old when they did Sarstock with I think it was ACDC, right? Oh, I, I was downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was about 14 I was years I was old. downtown for that. Yeah, and, and that my, was a uh, that was a wicked concert. But this is this is more of a more of a truck show than anything. Yeah, I, well, I I didn't get a chance to go out. You know, I actually I tried to I tried to head down to Toronto this weekend, but it it didn't end up working out for me because I uh, I just had work, so I just I was like I can't do this. It's I can't stretch myself that thin. But uh, was there anything else that you wanted to mention before uh, before we carry on here, beef jerky? No, I just uh, love the show, Pete, and uh, I, I sent my donation last weekend, two full cans, and I don't know, I hope I, I hope I get those Jerry cans back, but, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, re- man, refill them again. It. What's that? Refill them again for the, for this weekend. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome, man. Hey, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. All right, right. Sounds good. All right, you have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. That's Beef Jerky. You call me up if you like. Call me up. Beef Jerky, thank you very much for the call. I'm going to get some music going so that we can uh, just have something going while we talk about this. Okay, so yeah. I learned a lot about this from a lady on... uh, A lady on Instagram who is... uh, What's going on with my audio here? There we go. Who is, she's like a clairvoyant or something like that. It's what her business is. She does like readings. So we're going to take that for what it is. Okay. I don't want to judge her. We're in tense times. 
but uh, she got most of this information from some sources that I'm gonna go through. Uh, I could tell she got them from these sources because she almost read them verbatim. And I've actually given, uh, her name's Sharon, and I've given her an invite to call me up tonight to clarify a little bit on her perspective. Uh, the main point that is being brought up here is that this situation may have been orchestrated and it may have been orchestrated to provide means to an existing end. Okay, so here's what Hegelian dialectic is, if you haven't already heard about that. Let me uh, see if I can get this to pull up. Okay, there we go. Hegelian dialectic. Why is the problem reaction solution strategy referred to as Hegelian dialectic? And this is on Quora because it sounds more sophisticated than to say the old zigzag. You, oh, yeah, I gotta do that real quick. Oop, I might've just doxed myself. But anyways, it sounds more sophisticated than to say the, the old zigzag. You are referring, of course, to the triad of thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. In fact, Oh, okay. Dr. Pooks, head over to uh, head over to the website tofutv.ca and the Discord invite on the bottom of the website is there and you can join in that way. Thank you very much for letting me know Dr. Pooks. Okay, so yeah, let me repeat here. You are referring of course to the triad of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. In fact, Hegel may never have put those three words together in close proximity. It was philosophical precursor of his Fitch who introduced the terms in the way that it has become canonical still Hegel did think in terms of triads and the association of his name with the practice sometimes a strategy I gather seems fair besides poor Fitch has fallen into obscurity so who wants to use his names as an ad name as an adjective so I wanted to bring that up just to point out that what we might be seeing here is the elites have a problem. So they create a reaction that leads us towards the solution they already wanted to implement before they came up with this problem. Okay, so a lot of this was organized through social media. It was organized through a TikTok that went viral. And one of the people who helped it go viral, his name is Pat King. We've covered him before. He's, he's a liability to us all. You'll remember this situation here. Justice Center statement about freedom fighter court victory. This was the guy who went on... Uh, What's that guy name, guy's name? Uh, Stu Peters. He went on Stu Peters' show and said, hey, I, uh, I've made them admit in court that COVID wasn't real. And it was a bunch of bullshit. And even Ezra Levant called him out on it. He, he was fighting a ticket. He had absolutely no point to do it. Or no argument to make in that regard, regardless. Okay. Here we go. Now, here's an expose on Pat King that was done just like a couple days ago, January 28th, 2022. It was done by Press Progress. 
press progress. And you gotta take press progress. You know that rule that Jordan Peterson talks about where you have to listen to the people you don't agree with just to see if they know something you don't know? Because you don't know what you don't know, right? And you gotta, you gotta keep an open mind because that's how you discover patterns. Uh, so this is an article that shows that Pat King has been pictured with this guy here who is a conservative politician. Welcome to the Discord, Pooks. I see you there. I'll give you a roll in a little bit. Uh, so here we go. Pat King in this article is continuously profiled as an anti-Muslim uh, conservative. And they continuously connect him to this uh, CPC member. And Patzer, this, uh, Jeremy Patzer decides to disavow and say, I don't agree. And so what they've done is they've gone through and they've shown all of Pat King's terrible views, right? Uh, here he is saying he wants civil war, uh, things like that. He fed posts a whole bunch and he's the type of guy that he's just a massive liability, but he gets views because people like to live vicariously through this sort of stuff, right? So, he's done the whole uh, Holocaust was... He did the whole Big Bear thing, uh, six million was a little high. He, he did that. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to Xavier. Hey, buddy. Big shout out to you. He's my, my friend. <laughs> uh, so... Here's a statement that they made to Press Progress about Pat King not being friends with that CPC member. Okay. Now, here's where it gets a little weird. Pat King is directly connected to this guy here. His name is Peter Downing. Now, this is where it gets awkward for me. I'm sort of friends now with a guy named Mike Phillip. He was on our show not too long ago. He's good friends with this guy. Peter Downing. So the thing about Peter Downing is he is uh, the, the leader of the Maverick Party, I guess. And now this guy has some really weird ties, okay? It's really weird. Once you tie Pat King to Peter Downing, you get this weird web that unfolds, okay? Because it's been proven and... Although I agree with the whole idea behind Wexit, it's been proven that this Peter Downing guy is, is connected to the same people that were, you know, funding the BLM riots, for instance. So, and I can help you uh, understand that. Here is uh, an article profiling Downing and uh, King by Vice. Again, listen to your rivals. They might tell you something you didn't know. So this is the whole, it's the whole spiel. It's a lot of the stuff is repeat from what Press Progress had to say. But uh, 
again, you can check this for yourself, but what this article does is solidifies the connection between King and Downing. All right. So you got that much. We can carry on from here. Pat King is connected to Downing and Downing has a bit of a, a weird history. Okay. This is the weird article that Shannon was quoting from. Okay. Peter Downing Wexit is George Soros. Okay. So what I wanted to show you was down here. Who is funding Wexit? While Wexit's founders are hell-bent on establishing the narrative that they are anti-globalist party for the West, it should come as no surprise that Peter Downing and co. are, as of late, reposting corporate news articles written by Diane... Just gonna, just gonna take a second there. One second. Diane Francis posting her articles to their social media, and we've been talking about her on the show. We mentioned she is a bit of a vaccine hawk. Francis is their biggest supporter in the East. Francis is an American-born propagandist who has been the editor of Canada's National Post magazine since the late 90s. Post became a subsidiary of the U.S.-owned Post media during Harper's government. Americans put a Canadian face on the deal by selecting Paul Godfrey, 77, as Post Media's CEO, not by coincidence, Godfrey is also a diehard Tory. Diane, Diane Francis also sits on the board of the Atlantic Council. That is what you need to remember. The Atlantic Council. As well, it's a well-known globalist outfit. Despite these obvious ties to globalism, the team at Wexit has absolutely no qualms with having her cheerlead and endorse their cause. All right, so where do we go from here? Well, the second half of this article will explain what the Atlantic Council is to all the newbies, all the new folks who don't understand what the Atlantic Council is. This will kind of give you an idea. Two years after the Facebook Atlantic Council partnership and the independent media purge. Okay, so I don't know if I really want to read this whole thing. What I can show you here. The Atlantic Council of the United States was established in 1961 to bolster support for, the international, for international relations, although not officially connected to the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the Atlantic Council has spent decades promoting causes and issues which are beneficial to the NATO member states. In addition, the Atlantic Council is a member of the Atlantic Treaty Organization, an, an umbrella organization which acts as a network facilitator in the Euro-Atlantic and beyond. The ATO works similarly to the Atlantic Council, bringing together political leaders, academics, military officials, journalists, and diplomats to promote values that are favorable to NATO member states. Officially, ATO is independent of NATO, but the line between them is razor thin. Essentially, the Atlantic Council is a think tank 
uh, which can offer companies or nation states access to military officials, pol politicians, uh, journalists, diplomats, etc., to help them develop plans to implement strategies or visions. These strategies often involve getting NATO governments or industry in insiders to make decisions they might not have made without a visit from the Atlantic Council team. This also uh, allows individuals or nation states to push forth their ideas under the cover of hiring what appears to be a public relations agency but is actually selling access to these high-powered individuals with uh, power to affect public policy. Essentially, what these guys do is they're middlemen between the super rich and, like, come-uppers. That's what they do. And they're, they're like a propaganda outfit for NATO. So, continuing on. They're the fact-checkers. Diane is also on the faculty of a Singularity University. And Atlantic Council is involved in Facebook fact-checking. All the different fact-checkers that you see when you post something that, uh, you know, Facebook or Reddit or any, any of those sites, uh, when you see the thing on, on Twitter that says this might be misinformation, it's the Atlantic Council that got all that stuff together and organized it. <sighs> and the Atlantic Council is uh, obviously funded by uh, by Soros. I had the... Where's the link? I thought I had it here. Okay. I'll continue on. Diane's on the faculty of Singularity University. What is Singularity University? Okay. Singularity University Group is an American company that offers executive educational programs, a business incubator, and an innovation consultancy service. It was founded in 2008 by Peter Diamandis, Diamandis and Ray Kurzweil. Let's pull up his... There you see him. There's Ray. Ray Kurzweil. If you listen to Alex Jones, you've heard that name before. He's at the NASA Research Park in California, United States. All right. Now, what's up with Ray Kurzweil that kind of is freaky? Well, he's into the whole transhumanism thing. Ray Kurzweil's wildest predictions... Nanobots will plug our brains into the web by the 2030s. Who else was who else was really big on this? Who else is really big on doing things like smoking pot on the internet to crash his stock? You see where I'm going with this? Things aren't always as they seem. So why is Musk into the trucker protest why is he why is it his thing i don't know if you know about this but he got a semi not a full chub just the semi there it is 
and it's revolutionary, he says. So revolutionary, you don't even need to be a trucker to drive it. What do I mean by that? Well, let's hear it from Musk himself. One of the best feelings, it's, it's, so, it's incomparably better than, than, another, than any other truck on the road. You really have to drive it to understand just how good that feels. Like, I can drive this thing, and I have no idea how to drive a semi. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a, few, look, take a few more shots of the interior. So there you go. Musk has reason to want to put truckers out of work. So it's a bit of a bit of a, a a loose theory. I get it. But when you start to add stuff like this in, you uh, start to put the pieces together. How would they have organized this? Okay? How would all these people get their their TikToks to go viral if we all know that we're in the age of shadow banning, right? I could barely get my tweets out there without getting people with massive accounts to retweet them for me, right? I can, like, this is what's happening. It's hard for people in my position to come up these days because they have such sophisticated shadow banning. So how is this working? How are every, how is every trucker and every trucker's wife and daughter in on this within a couple days? How does stuff like that work? Well, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, Jordan Peterson was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and it was completely, entirely, it sucked. It was boring. Well, if you fell asleep during that, like I did, and woke up during the next one, you would have learned about this. Dr. Robert Epstein, Google Ephemeral Experiences Manipulation. Uh, ephemeral Experiences Manipulate People on a Massive Scale. And what this is, is it explains, this Robert Epstein will explain to you that like all your search results, every time you refresh your Twitter feed, every time you refresh your Instagram, your TikTok, whatever, it's being served to you for a certain purpose, to manipulate you. What they found out was in 2016, had uh, Mark Zuckerberg, had he of sent out a notification that morning of the election, he could have turned the tide. And it's one of his biggest regrets that he didn't send out a notification to manipulate people's like emotions to get them out to vote. And then that would have gotten Hillary in the office, right? Instead of Trump. So what they found out through all that data is that they can actually, they can actually thumb the scales this way. Yeah, they can actually thumb the scales this way, uh, and they do it. They do it. And then you find out that the people who are thumbing the scales, the people who are telling Facebook, Google, TikTok, uh, in, like all the different ones, Twitter and all that, the people who are telling them how to adjust their algorithms, it's the Atlantic Council. It's the Atlantic Council. So what does that mean? What is my main point here? Although I do believe there was orchestration and manipulation that went into this event, I think we have even surprised the people behind that plot. 
I do. I honestly do. Like, I'm not trying to be far-fetched here. What we might find ourselves, ourselves in, in right now is a culturally defining moment. You always hear about the good nature of Canadians. But this event here gave us a chance to prove that. But what could their ends be? Why would they cause this massive disruption to Canadian life? Why? If it fizzles out, we may be demoralized. If there's violence, the country could be traumatized and ridiculed abroad. The same goes for chaos, mass arrest, more demoralization. This has been called a powder keg, a tinderbox, a time bomb. The third rail of the subject being, and then what? After, after all this, and then what? What is the next step for us and for them? Where are we planning on going after this? Where are they planning on going after they disperse it? These are two questions I want to bring to you. And I know we're going late tonight, but it's an important show, a ceremonious return. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Uh, my, my assumption here is that they use search engine manipulation effects because they want to censor the internet. We know they're pushing, we know they're pushing for, for the digital ID. Well, here's Climate Barbie saying, last week, time for Canada to regulate social media companies so they stop promoting violence and hate because apparently they and their people can't regulate themselves. That was said in regards to what is going on here, that promoting the convoy was promoting violence and hate. So they're already setting up that idea, that narrative. And so I want to know what you think. I want to know what you think. Are, are we beating them at their own game? Is it possible that this is a push for internet censorship? You can call me up. I'll open up the lines now. 705-482-5609. If you're on the Discord, you could jump into the voice uh, chat. Uh, thanks, Pooks, for showing up. And he says <laughs> he didn't even bother watching the JPP, JPP Rogan. I mean, like, I, I continued listening to it afterwards, but it really wasn't that good. It wasn't, it wasn't, it, I mean, it's nothing he hasn't already said. And, uh. That guy on Discord made a comment letting us know that Loblaws bought 25 of those semis on pre-order. So, so there you go. Loblaws. I think that's with the Weston family. They already got 25 of those semis on pre-order. Good, good, good mentioning that there, bro. <laughs> okay, so I see... I see conser uh, conservationists. I see you in the voice channel. So if you want to hold on, what I'm going to do, because I'm already running over time, I'm going to take my third break, and then we're going to come back and we'll talk to conservationists. This one's for you. Tits. And that's a titty. Big tits. That is an official fully. Now that I have your attention. Please share the show and subscribe on your favorite platform. Wow. Hit up the support page at Tofu TV. For more information on how to help out. And just because you're a pal, here's some more titties. Smooth titty jam. 
This one's for you. Finally, a show for you. This is not the story of our pandemic. Ha! Gay! My name is Giovanni Giorgio, but everybody calls me Giorgio. This one's for you. It's the show for you, broadcasting live every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 8.30, Newfoundland. Big shout-out to Matrix World Report, Trans, Alex, I see you. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the support, man. You are the, the wind beneath my wings right now, man. <laughs> really, you got me out again. Thanks, so I appreciate it. It really means a lot. And I think it's important that we all support each other these days. I really do think it's important that we support each other these days. Uh, I want to send some support out to uh, two guys. Rance, Derek, Derek Rance and Jeremy McKenzie of Plaid Army and Raging Dissident respect, uh, respectively. They've been harassed to no end over all this stuff over the past two weeks. And I want to put it out there on air that I support those two. And I think they're decent men. And I want you to uh, remember to not let the press convince you before you know the whole story. Because like we've been saying all night, you do not know what you do not know. So don't let, don't let Canadian media destroy people. Don't do it. Rants and, uh, and Jeremy, big shout out to you guys. Stay strong and keep fighting hard. You guys are, you guys are the, the movement right now. Okay, so I'm going to pull up a special, buddy. Where is he here? Hello, how's it going? Hello. Oh, I gotta turn off the, the music here. Yeah, I know, I just had to turn off my... Um... The way I got it set up now is that my... Uh... One second, okay. There we go. The way I got it set up now is that uh, my, my music audio comes through the same channel as the Discord, so it... Uh... Yeah, so that way I can fade between 
the Twitter audio and the the music audio. That way it doesn't mess up so much and we could keep going. Anyways, conservationist, yeah. how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. And yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. I, I heard, saw you listening in on my my conspiracy theory spiel there. So I'm really interested to hear what uh, what you got to say, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's a good point that they can pump the algorithms and they could have killed it early on. Mm-hmm. Um, that alone is kind of convincing enough without any of the other stuff, right? That's that's what. Um, it, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's good. Um, as you say, it might have grown beyond what they wanted it to. Now it's a, a threat to them. Um, it maybe explains the flip flopping of the Ottawa Police Department where they were on side and offside. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I I, th- I thought there was a few a few good points, and you know what? Something I can pull up really quick is this video that has been going around the internet of uh a random there's like a random bin of of rocks rocks yeah yeah and i saw derek tweeting saying why doesn't somebody throw some some water on that and freeze them it's it's cold enough to freeze them these days so i'll pull that up right now just for the listeners to see yeah you could throw some water freeze it and then like put some plywood on it and yeah. down or something i don't know if you, depending on the containers right yeah it's it's like a knee-high uh dump container uh yeah so yeah. It, it i'm just showing the listeners right now it's like if anything happens because of those rocks it's 100 orchestrated and it seems like to me that they are trying to appeal to our lesser demons in ways you know like and this is a point that's been been made over the past week is that the only reason why this hasn't descended into madness is because we're good people (laughs) like we're not demon possessed evil people that are like out to cause problems we have like honest wants to to like fight for so it's, it's 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 so deep man it's so deep that like it's it's historic. It's this is like I've said, it's a culturally defining moment and it's it's hard to parse without without you know offending good people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz like for instance, last night there was um there was a fire that was supposedly being lit in a hotel, right? And it was blamed on the truckers, but at the same time, the people that were caught lighting it, they had purple hair. Okay, it was a purple, it was scrawny haired purple, or scrawny, scrawny kid with purple hair. All right. And that was definitely, definitely the truckers. Yeah. You know, it just didn't, nothing, nothing's adding up to what the media says. And it's, oh, it's, it's, it's adding to my, to my, uh, my doubt of what's going on. You know, it's, that's it. It's, it's like they thought we were, all demoralized and not in the sense that we didn't have uh, we didn't have like morale we weren't like you know stick to itness we didn't have that but that we didn't have morals you know and that they could trick us into desecrating monuments into you know causing a, a an issue and a scene and and showing the world that Canadians are are this or that and whatever they they thought we were it just didn't pan out that's what it seems like to me 
I don't know. Do I sound crazy? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they they could be projecting some of their own past behaviors, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, but imagine being in an Ottawa right now. Let's say you're like a a normie, so to speak. Yeah. Not like a completely brainwashed one. Imagine like how much of a red pill this would be, like going down and seeing everyone dancing. There's bouncy castles, people serving food, and then then you look at the media, and you would see the lies, and you would see, like, you know, it would be so apparent, right? Yeah, and that's that's uh, something that's probably jarring to a lot of people. Like what I mentioned at the off the hop of the show, the reason why I put it right in the beginning was because you know if somebody is uh, scrolling through YouTube and for whatever reason they find my show, I want them to hear that story first about the Samaritan, the Good Hope or whatever, that that soup kitchen, that, Mm -hmm. like, what the media said and what the truth is, is very, very off. Like, they made it seem like this is a fact. There are truckers raiding soup kitchens and they're they're ruffians and they're they're just going in there, they're beating their chest, hopping on the, the tables and roaring. You know, <laughs> like, but it was like, apparently they're feeding the homeless. Uh, like I saw a video of one guy. He went to bed in his truck. Uh, apparently they got to They got to f- stop beeping at 10 o'clock. They've made an agreement. So he decided to go to sleep and he woke up and his whole flatbed was covered, covered in food, like, like donations, you know? So it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Oh, you know, um, it's it's interesting to see, right? Like you can see the the counter narrative so easily spun against them, right? Because the counter narrative is seems to have more truth to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And we got uh, tendies tendies with sauces in Discord right now. He says it was all a show for the the 10 p.m. news headlines for the morning. Riot cops, confiscation, parking tickets. He has a good point because what we're seeing is a lot of uh, a lot of guys like the Rebel and uh, TNC. They're promoting that the cops are being barbaric and jackboot and everything, but uh, and that it's a tense situation. And then what you see is the truckers doing their own selfie videos, saying, "Yeah, whatever. They came by. They took a couple cans, but." we hit all those back there or whatever they got to say. Like, they're just basically like, yeah, no, we're good. We're all right. But for some reason, even the alternative media or so-called alternative media, it's more, more so just the new media is saying that it's like worse than it is as well. Yeah. It's coming from both sides, you know? I find that like there's some there's a lot of alt media in the United States, right? Yeah. Um, I find some in particular are good at like sensationalizing the story. They'll give like a really sensational headline. You go read the story, and it's like the text in your story didn't actually match your headline. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of the same effect, right? Mm-hmm. No, and that's uh, that's something that that like. I think they do that on purpose for the, like, they do it for, for the clicks, right? When I, when I was in, in radio, Facebook was just starting to be like, 
the most important thing you could use. Like you, they were like, Facebook's more important than your mic. That was things that they, that they would bring up. I have a lot of comments brewing on the, on the foxhole. I never checked. I got to check that. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, yeah. So what was I saying? Oh, I just lost Facebook, my train of thought. Um, yeah. Facebook, so uh, was becoming the, yeah. So with Facebook, it was like, oh, sorry, bro. I lost my train of thought. I was, I was looking at this, uh, like I got, 217 gold pills i don't even know what that is but guys on on foxhole thank you so much there's 51 comments here i've never gotten 51 comments for anything in my life <laughs> all right anyways uh what i was what i was trying to say is is i forget yeah i forget i'm sorry it's okay um Lots going on, right? That's been yeah. happening to me lots lately. Yeah, man. But what do you think? What do you think's next, man? Where do we go from here? Do you think we can fight this peacefully? Is it possible? Um, I don't know. I, I guess a lot hinges on like what goes down with the truckers. You know, if they manage to pull off like a false flag or something. Um, or. You know, I guess they could slowly try to disperse the crowd, but that seems like a hard task. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah well, it, it's a bit of a rock and hard place for them, right? Even Rage last night put out that video saying that they do plan by the end of this week to slowly section off areas and then arrest that area, move to the next, arrest that area. And all these people who I've been following to get the information about the conspiracy theory that I just spelt out, um, they've been saying that that's that they're going to be opening up the mass detention centers using this event. It's that's how it's gonna they're gonna be opened up. Like here's your fresh bunk sort of thing. Uh, what I was saying before with with Facebook, my 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 pothead brain just kicked in while you were talking. Uh, uh, when I was back in media, what they would do is they would tell us to make posts that we knew were polarizing that would cause fights because it was a statistic that they had just figured out that, uh, the more tense the subject, the more clicks you'll get and the more advertising worth value you'll get out of your facebook property your 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 show your whatever right so that started at around 2013 2014 it really started to pick up around there and uh i think it's added to all this where you now have like you said media will write whole articles and only in the bottom paragraph is there anything resembling the truth. The rest is all sensationalism, and the headline itself is just meant to get clicks. So it's... Yeah, I think that's a lot of what it is, right? Um, yeah. It might not be malicious or anything. It's just, uh, you know, revenue. Yeah, man. Have, I want to ask you one question before I let you go, man. Have your... Uh, have your views ever been censored like openly have you ever had that um, happen to you 
Like how? Like, um... Like, in the open, not like, okay, so we've all been banned off of Omega Canada here and there, you know, I've got like six accounts on there, so, like, but, have you ever been, like, censored, told, no, you can't say that? Has that ever happened to you? Can't remember it happening, but I guess I've self-censored, you know, back when yeah knew less and less confident in saying things, you know, you just don't want to rock the boat and whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 I'll be honest, now that like people know who I am on free, I've I've honestly stopped stopped commenting as much because I don't want I don't want people to like hate me, right? So like I've I've been very careful with what I comment other than the other day when I said fuck Pierre Polyev and his I'm on your side act. But I mean that's how I feel. I found that pretty funny, actually. I yeah. found that pretty funny, actually. Well, it's the truth, though. He's Ben Shapiro North, right? Pierre yeah. Polyev. They... Had... Sorry? I hadn't heard him described like that before, but I was like, okay, yeah, I see that. Right? That's what he is. He's, he's, like, he's there to protect the people. He's on your side. Yeah. He got the same accent and everything, but he's apparently Irish. I think he's black Irish or something like that, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go late tonight. I might do a two hour show, I guess. I'm gonna do this one last article that really, really paints a better picture of, uh, what's going on. So I'm gonna get to that now, man. Thanks for, thanks for giving me a shout. I appreciate it. Yeah, sounds good. Nice chatting. Thanks. Have a good one. Tim. Oh, what am I doing there? There we go. All right. So Pookie, uh, Pooks. I don't hope you don't mind me calling you Pookie. <laughs> uh, Rebel News is good people, but their funding model is also creating outrage for fundraising drives. I was once yelled at by superiors for putting a correct but impolite diagnosis on a patient's chart. Oh, so I guess he's in, uh, he's in medical. Yeah, I agree that Rebel News, the people working there are definitely like... There's good people with good uh, intentions there, but I I think when you look into it further, you find out that a lot of their a lot of their coverage is straight up meant to foment division. That is what they are doing. It is their business model. They find polarizing topics and they make sensationalist headlines, and they ruin it for the rest of us who are trying to make a. a, a a rational appeal to people who don't look at their articles because we'll write something and then they'll refer to the rebel and say, oh, you're just anti-Muslim this or that. And that is the trick. They've now made you look like crap. That's, that's the problem. You know what? TNC is going that way too. I hate to say it, but TNC is going that way as well. I'm starting to see them kind of like Tim Pool, both of them. They're not they're not alternative media anymore. They are the new mainstream media. It's the truth. All right. I got one last thing I'm going to one last thing I'm going to do before I close off the show. I'm going to get some nice soft music going for us. Let's see if we can do a different song. There we go. Little Chuck Mangione. <laughs> it's always good to have a little Chuck Mangione. 
Is it Chuck Mangione or Chuck Mangione? There we go. All right. This is A Night with the Untouchables by Mayberry.ca. The reformed physicist, David Mer Mayberry. I live in downtown Ottawa, right in the middle of the trucker convoy protest. They are literally camped out below my bedroom window. My new neighbors moved in on Friday, and they seem determined to stay. I've read a lot about what my new neighbors are supposedly like, mostly from reporters and columnists who write from a distance. Oh, sorry. Write from distant vantage points somewhere in the media heartland of Canada. Apparently, the people who inhabit the patch of asphalt next to my bedroom are white supremacists, racists, hate mongers, pseudo-Trumpian grifters, and even QAnon-style nutters. I have a perfect view of down Kent Street, the absolute ground zero of the convoy. In the morning, I see some protesters emerge from their trucks to stretch their legs, but mostly throughout the day, they remain in their cabs, honking their horns. At night, I see a small group of men huddled in quiet conversations in their newfound companionship. There's no honking at night. What I haven't noticed, not even once, are reporters from any of the Canadian news agencies walking among the trucks to find out who these people are. So last night, I decided to do just that. I introduced myself to my new neighbors. At 10 p.m., I walked my dog. And in Kent Street, I felt nervous. Would these people shout at me, my clothes, my demeanor, even the way I walk screamed, I'm an outsider. All these trucks were aglow in the late evening mist, idling to maintain warmth, but with ominous dark interiors standing in the middle of the convoy i felt completely alone though these giant monsters weren't piloted by people they they looked like they were autonomous they looked like transformer robots from some science fiction universe that had gone into recharging mode for the night as I moved along, I started to notice smatterings of people grouped together between the cabs, sharing cigarettes or enjoying light laughs. I kept quiet and moved on. Nearby, I spotted a heavy-duty pickup truck. And seeing the silhouette of persons in the driver's seat, I waved. A young man, probably in his mid-twenties, rolled down the window, said hello, and I introduced myself. His girlfriend was reclined against the passenger side door with a pillow to prop herself up as she watched a movie on her phone. I could easily, easily tell it had been an uncomfortable few nights. I asked how they felt and told them I lived across the street. Immediately, surprise washed over the young man's face. He said, you must hate us. But no one honks past 6 p.m., and that's true. As someone who lives right on top of the convoy, there is no noise at night. I said, no, I don't hate anyone, but I kind of want to find out about you. The two said they were from Sudbury, Ontario, having arrived on Friday with the bulk of the truckers. I asked what they hoped to achieve and what they wanted. The young woman in the passenger seat moved forward, excited to share. They said that they didn't want a country that forced people to get medical treatments such as vaccines. 
there was no hint of conspiracy theories in their conversation with me, not a hint of racist overtones or hateful demagoguery. I didn't ask them if they had taken the vaccine, but they were adamant that they weren't anti-vaxxers. The next man I ran into was standing in front of the big trucks at the head of the intersection, past middle age and slightly rotund. He had a face that suggests a lifetime of working outdoors. I introduced myself and he told me he was from Cochrane, Ontario. He was also, oh, sorry. He also proudly pointed out that he was the block captain who helped maintain order. I thought, oh no, he might be one person keeping the lid on all the things. Is it? All that precarious? I delicately asked how hard his job was to keep the peace, but I actually quickly learned that it's not really what he did. He organized garbage collection, put together snow removal crews to shovel the sidewalks and clear the snow. He even has a salting crew for the sidewalks. He proudly bellowed in an irrepressible laugh we're taking better care of the roads than the city. I waved goodbye and continued to the next block. My next encounter was a man dressed in dark blue shop floor coveralls, a wiry man of upper middle, upper middle age. He seemed taciturn and stood a bit separated from the small crowd that formed behind his cab for a late night smoke. He hailed from Annapolis Valley, Nova Scotia. I hope I said that right. Annapolis Valley, Nova Scotia. He owned his own rig, but he only drove occasionally. His main job being a self-employed heavy-duty mechanic. He closed his shop to drive to Ottawa because he, says, because he says, I don't want my new granddaughter to live in a country that would strip the livelihood from someone for not getting vaccinated. He introduced me to the group beside us, a younger crowd. I can remember their bearded faces. From Athabasca, Alberta, and Swift Current, Saskatchewan, the weather had warmed and it began to rain slightly, but they were too excited to tell me why they came to Ottawa. They felt their need to stand up to the government that doesn't understand what their lives are like. To be honest, I don't know what their lives are like. A group of young men who work outside all day with tools they don't even own. Vaccine mandates are a bridge too far for them. But again, not a hint of anti-vax conspiracy theories or deranged ideology. I made my way back through the trucks. My next stop heading me to a man of East Indian descent in conversation with a young man from Sylvan Lake, Sylvan Lake, Alberta. They told me how they were following the news of O'Toole's departure from the conservative leadership and that they didn't like how in government so much power was pulled into so few, hand, so few hands. The rain began to get harder. I moved quickly through the intersection to the next block. This time, I waved at a driver in one of the big rigs. Through the rain, it was hard to see him, but he introduced himself. An older man, he had driven up from New Brunswick to lend his support. Just behind him, some young men from, I'm not going to say this one, Gasp, Gaspec, Gas, Gaspesi, Quebec, uh, introduced themselves to me in their best English. At that time, people started to notice me. This man from Ottawa, who lives just across the street, just having honest conversations with the convoy. Many felt a deep sense of abuse by a powerful government that thinks they 
don't matter. Behind the crowd from Quebec sat a stretch van the kind you often see associated with industrial cleaners. I could see the shadow of a man leaning out from the back as he placed a small charcoal barbecue on the sidewalk next to his vehicle. He introduced himself and told me he was from one of the reservations on Manitoulin Island. Here, I was in conversation with an indigenous man who was fiercely proud to be a part of the convoy. He showed me his medicine wheel and he pointed to his colors, red, black, white and yellow. He said, there is a message of healing in there for all the human races that we can come together because we're all human. He said, if you ever find yourself on Manitoulin Island, come to my reserve. I would love to show you my community. I realized that I was witnessing something profound. I don't even know how to fully express it. As the night wore on and the rain turned to snow, these conversations repeated themselves. The man from Newfoundland with his bull mastiff, a young couple from BC, the group from Winnipeg that together form what they call Manitoba Corner. All of them with similar stories. At Manitoba Corner, a boisterous, heavily tattooed man spoke to me from the cab of his dually pickup truck, a man who had a look that would have fit right in with a motorcycle movie. Uh, he pointed out that there are no symbols of hate in the convoy. He said, yeah, there was some clown with a Nazi flag on the weekend, but we don't even know where he's from. And I'll tell you what, if I see anyone with a Nazi or confed flag, I'm going to kick his fucking teeth in. <laughs> no one's a Nazi here. Manitoba Corner all gave a confirming shout to that. As I finally made my way back home after talking to dozens of truckers into the night, I realized I met someone from every province except PEI. They all have a deep love for this country. They believe in it. They believe in Canadians. These are the people that Canada relies on to build its infrastructure, deliver its goods, and fill the ranks of its military in times of war. The overwhelming concern they have is the vaccine mandates are creating an untouchable class of Canadians. They didn't make highfalutin arguments from Plato's Republic, Locke's treaties, or Bagot's interpretation of Westminster parliamentary systems. Instead, they see their government willing to push a class of people outside the boundaries of society, deny them a li livelihood, and deny them full membership in the most welcoming country in the world. They said enough. Last night, I learned my new neighbors are not monstrous, faceless, occupying mobsters. They are our moral conscience reminding us with every blow of their horns, every honk, what we should have never forgotten. We are not a country that makes an untouchable class out of our citizens. If there's anything you would like to add to tonight's show but didn't get the chance to, please comment down below on uh, whichever platform you're watching on. I want to thank Dr. Pooks, Dr. Pooks, uh, Alex Cargill. Matrix World Report, thank you very much. Jonathan Pine, thank you very much for watching. Conservationist, thank you very much for watching. Everybody over out on uh, freecanada.win, 
and anyone who joined us on Twitter, thank you very, very much for watching. And Big Joe and Xavier and Lincoln, I know you're out there, and I love you guys. So we're doing this, okay? I'm gonna keep doing this. This is this is culture. We're creating culture together. That's what this show is gonna be for me and for you, okay? I'll see you next week. Put your comments down below. Like, share, subscribe. Help me out. Because this one's for you.